What are we talking about? <laughs> are we talking about Loki? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, about- yeah. oh, man. I'm so excited to be, like, completely up to date on a show for once, and, like, we're going to be right. able to share this. Yep. Yeah. Like, All right. Uh, 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 I, guys, it's Wednesday. It Loki comes yeah, out on yeah. Wednesday. Like, a new episode comes out on Wednesday, and we record in advance. Right. So we're not caught up on Loki. It's fine. Well, we already Heimdall. made the note. We we already made the notes. We can't. No, can't do no it. it's not. No, it's not. No, Loki comes out on Thursdays now. Everybody, that's right. Yeah. Official official news. News zero that's issues. Right. It's news, part of news the must see lineup. <laughs> it's must see Loki. Yeah, it's a a variant release. Ah, mm-hmm. there it is. So, like everybody, just promise to come back and listen to this after you watch Loki. I know you're not taking precedence with us, but 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 we love you. Does that not mean anything anymore? Yeah, you think Disney loves you? No. Disney will never have what we have here. Disney has Tom Hiddleston. We don't have that. Well, I didn't... I mean, one doesn't preclude the other. Like, yes, we have things they don't have. They, of course, have things we don't have. Hair. true. Like gonorrhea. So so stay tuned for the episode with our special guest star, Tom Hiddleston. And gonorrhea. (laughs) Did they they come together? They came together. It's a will they won't they. they We're will. getting <laughs> We are getting sued. <laughs> we are getting gonorrhea from Tom Middleston. <sighs> what an honor. I'll take it. What an honor. Yeah, thanks. I'm just I'm really I'm really happy to be giving you gonorrhea. So charming. And Michael Sarah. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Sarah as a, a Loki variant. Uh, that that definitely has to happen. There was like a TikTok where he's doing Bane's line, like somebody's doing a Michael at Sarah impression, but he's doing all of Bane's lines from Dark Knight Rises. So uh, let's just let's just <laughs> ride that. Wonderful. It's it's good. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues coming back. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, I am one third of your delightful gonorrhea ridden hostesses, mm-hmm. uh, Merck. Uh, I am the second one of the three, Brycotic. And I'm Kyle, the third one, and possibly the only one who's watched the entirety of Scrotal Recall. <laughs> now that's a gonorrhea joke. <laughs> See, I was trying to politely ignore it, but I, I found that that doesn't—that's not terribly effective against gonorrhea. <laughs> they no no. Nope. <laughs> well, you, you know what is effective? Medical treatment. Get it? So As I, I learned watching Scrotal Recall. I they renamed it something. Hiddleston. They renamed it something else later, but the original title of the show was Scrotal Recall. See, I, I know that you're saying Scrotal Recall, but I keep hearing Squirtle Recall, and I also want to watch <laughs> that movie. Yeah, we got we got some bad Squirtles in here. We gotta <laughs> we gotta get them out. The entire you know Arnold is just oh, oh, a Squirtle sorry. the whole time, just Squirtle, and the rest of the movie the same. It was renamed Lovesick, but oh. you know what? It, it'll always be Squirtle Recall to me. Then it was renamed uh, Fast and the Furious 2. Ooh. Mm. I hear that that's the best of the 48. It takes yep. two to Furious. 
<laughs> it takes two, baby. It takes two to make it. There it is. They're both good. They're both good songs. Very good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, shall we do some news? Current Zero News Flash. All right. Welcome to the news, everybody. Um, I have very exciting news because uh, what everyone gets excited about after this many years is a new Transformers movie. I mean, I, I guess I hear Bumblebee was, was quite good. I haven't seen it Bumblebee yet. Bumblebee was be- pretty good. Yeah, I've heard. I am Optimus Primed. Ooh, right on. So I, I, I should yeah. check that out soon, actually, because they're they're making these movies by people who aren't Michael Bay, so that's cool. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, so the next one up is, is uh, I guess it's technically Transformers Seven. So it's uh, though it's it's weird actually. I don't think they ever numbered these things. Though. Not really. It was just Transformers subtitle. So it's Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts, which. Uh, if the t- title didn't give it away, it they're focusing at least in part on Beast Wars this time. Yay! Yay! Which is very cool. That's honestly that's uh my Transformers. Like I knew Transformers growing up. I watched a little bit, but I was never like let's be real. My my entire youth was just turtle focused. I I like turtles, and that's what I liked, and that's all I liked. And then I got into more stuff as time went on. Um, so Beast Wars was kind of my more main... stuff started airing on YTV. Yeah, more. Yes, exactly. We uh, had that mainframe entertainment, uh, beautiful 90s CG TV mm-hmm, animation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which a lot of people make fun, but yeah, for the mid-90s, that was pretty fun. The the thing is, okay, so the show obviously took place in, like, kind of prehistoric times when, like, you know, humanity was still evolving and stuff like that. This movie... Wait, that was Earth? Oh, spoilers. Uh... <laughs> I thought it was Wisconsin. I mean, it wasn't revealed as Earth until what, like season two or three? Season three? Something like that, yeah. Anyways. Sorry about that, but uh, spoilers from like 1996 or whatever the hell. Um, yes. Uh, and frankly, we could we should get a hold of some of that Energon if it's still kicking around, because I feel like that mm-hmm. can solve a lot of problems right about now. So the movie is going to be set in 1994. You better believe there's human characters involved. Wait, but involved. that big la- that big laser neutralized all the energon, Bry. Oh, you're right. Shut which up, is why, Kyle. Shut which up. Which is true. Which is true. Which is why their transmetal forms were able to be used in the first place. Okay, listen. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. it's set. It's set in 1994. Um, so far, they've revealed that uh, Optimus Primal, Rhinox, and Air Razor will be included from the Beast Wars cast. Maybe more. That's all they've said so far. Um, it's also going to include Autobots such as Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Mirage, and RC, and they're all going to have like Generation One kind of style forms, much like kind of they did with the Bumblebee movie, at least uh, based on the trailer I saw, which looked cool. Um, there's also going to be various uh, Decepticons, uh, Maximals, obviously, Predacons, and Terrorcons, which I don't know if those are new. Um, and the main villain is going to be Scourge. So there's a lot going on Sc- apparently Scourge in this movie. Is, uh, Scourge from the Marvel comics, uh, yes. Otherwise known as uh, he, he's he's a big vampire. Is his thing? Yeah. All right. I, I don't know actually. <laughs> um, also, oh no, there's humans. There's uh, a oh, few Scourge characters. also has a goatee. Oh, sweet. Well, it's 1994, so I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. So there's going to be a, a, a there's 
what do you call it? Uh, Dominique Fishback. I believe I'm, I'm hoping that these are the actors names and not the character names. Cause I wrote these notes uh, a week ago. We didn't get to it. Uh, Dominique Fishback is playing an artifact researcher that works in a museum. And then there's Anthony Ramos who is playing an ex military father figure to a little brother who is also a tech genius. So why? I don't know. We just said that there's like literally five different like groups of transformers in this movie. All right. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Who knows? Um, the director is uh, Stephen Capel Jr. He directed Creed 2, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen the first Creed yet either, but I hear it's great. But um, they're they're both should, great films. I should check it out. And again, like, same thing with Bumblebee. They had like Travis Knight doing it, who had like was one of the people with uh, Leica, uh, um, who has done phenomenal work there too. So I mean, like, yeah, yeah they're, they seem yeah. to be hiring good directors, and uh, you know, that's generally a good idea. <laughs> Um, the times they are a changing. There might be more information Yay. coming out, but uh, the the big casting information, Transformers wise, so far is uh, that Optimus Primal will be played by Ron Perlman, which yeah. But that's not Gary Chalk. I I know it's not, which is an unfortunate. Like same thing. Richard Newman is he's is Richard Newman still around? Because who else could play Rhinox? I can't imagine it. Uh I'm not sure that he is. He, uh, oh, apparently he is. Apparently he's, uh, he is among us. I don't know what, uh, his, his he's work He's busy playing among is. us. He's, yes, he's the one yes. guy who's like, I got into it late, but man, I'm good at it. I don't, I don't okay, see a lot of credits in a lot. Anyway, it's, it's Ron Perlman. Ron yes. Perlman. Come on. Yes. Come okay. on. Yeah, I know. But like, yeah, and apparently, I know. take it. What yes, I fine. learned, it's fine. What I learned is that if you want like a sneak peek on how he sounds as Optimus Primal, this isn't the first time he's played Optimus Primal. Uh, I just found out that's true. He, Power that's of the true. Primes was like a web series. Uh, I don't know who made it, like Machinima or something. I have no idea. Yeah, so it he, was Machinima. He, he played uh, Optimus Primal in that. So I mean. You know, I haven't seen it. I don't really know. I, he seems to have a kind of a different vibe than Jerry Gary Chalk. I did, but I did I like specifically him. watch the uh, the Optimus Primal scenes in that, mm. uh, and yeah, he's he does an okay job. I mean, it's Ron Perlman. I'm excited for it. Of course, I am. You remind me of someone I used to know. My name is Optimus Primal. And you know what, Gary Chalk is his voice is too damn clean. For like a, a big like silverback gorilla robot monster thing, so yeah. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. This is I'm happy. This is my happy voice. <laughs> you- I like how you sound like you're convincing yourself. <laughs> what would be I'm good? I'm happy. No, I think this is a good relationship step for us. It's okay. I'm happy. Has Peter Cullen played Optimus Prime in every one of these movies? Okay. He sure has. I, I know that Gary Chalk has also played Optimus Prime in various cartoons as well. So, so like, it would be kind of cute if they had him there playing Optimus Prime and then, like, him playing Optimus Primal, but it seems unlikely. I feel like Gary Chalk will cameo as a human security guard who is befuddled by the, the sudden <laughs> movement of these skeletons or robots or yep. whatnot. Calling it now. Oh, he's a FedEx guy. He just chases yeah. Optimus Primal around yelling, I don't like your voice. My voice is better. The whole movie. Unexplained. Monkey, not different monkey. <laughs> in, in every scene, you see him quietly to the side. Not set, You don't hear it. You just see him mouthing every one of his lines. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, well, it's like when, uh, you know, when your kid's doing, like, a play, and you're, you've learned all the words, and you're sort of mouthing them along. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. If this movie doesn't have Cheetor and Rat Trap, I'm going to flip a table. I'm going to be fine, because, you know, there's more movies. That's true. Hmm. That's true. It'll be fine. It'll be you fine. Need, you need Transformers 23 and 24. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Even- eventually, we'll get Dinobot's heroic sacrifice. Ooh. Will you get to the point? Autobots, meet Dinobots. Look at the size of those things. Great Cybertron. X-Men number one, uh, again, another relaunch. Okay, that's not really the news part. The news part is that it has, and this is only the start, 24 variant covers. Yay! And do they fit together? <laughs> one huge one, yeah. It, it the, Like a whole thing, every X-Man. Didn't we do this... Uh, in the 90s, and it collapsed the system? Didn't mm-hmm. we learn anything? I vaguely recall that. No. I vaguely recall that. Good lord. Um, I was. What is that? I believe it was, I was looking at uh, Newsarama, um, that's where it was posted, a little blurb about it, and a Martin R. Downham is his name, he commented, and I thought this was interesting, uh, just to paraphrase, Immortal Hulk is just ending, or just has ended with issue 50, and according to his comic collecting app, it has, in that 50-issue run, 253 covers. Like, Gross. How, ins- how insane is that? Like, uh, I, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. And again, keep in mind a lot of those covers, too, when they do this, is uh, a lot of them are, like, incentive covers like they only produce a certain amount of yeah. them and like a store has to like order a ton of yeah. copies you of gotta it. order 20 of these other ones and then you get that one and, and it, you know yeah. what i mean and it's the thing it's like well so there might be a trade-off where you know you're not going to sell a lot of these comics but you might be able to sell that variant cover for enough to make it worth your while but maybe it isn't and the gamble maybe, has to be maybe not you, you know what i mean you're forcing retailers to to make big gambles that they maybe can't afford during yep. i don't know a really rough year or so for retail stores that yeah. seems and, but bad. you know what like marvel is like you know what we're owned by disney now there's no way we're going bankrupt this time <laughs> all of these comics have gene simmons blood in them we can't get them out <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just keeps showing up. He just at keeps the showing up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, I'll put more in. Look at me. <laughs> That's not blood, sir. Please stop putting. We that got in there. we got really close to stopping him, but then he stuck his tongue out really long, and it grossed us the heck just out. Slapped you around. I mean, hit us. <laughs> like right. Yeah, just whacked you in the face with this. Ah. It was like being hit with a wet two by four. And he could taste it all. Good lord! I hope I hope that man is vaccinated. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Speaking of gonorrhea, <laughs> oh. uh, and finally, we've been hearing for a couple months now about the trial of Magneto, which is a, a, a five-issue series. It's coming in August. I had to look it up to see when the heck it was coming because there's so many X-Men books right now. There's another yep. one. It's got 24 covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, wh- like, what is this trial over? Uh, and it's been revealed that 
the trial is going to be over the death of the Scarlet Witch. Uh, she was killed in the pages of, or she was, her dead body was found. Uh, it looks like her neck has been wrung. Uh, in X Factor 10, which is the last issue of X Factor, the last issue. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, they're gonna reboot or they're gonna restart. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be back in three months, I guarantee. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the outrageous X Factor. Uh, <laughs> it's all gonna. It's gonna be a singing and dancing competition. I'm uh, on board. But yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, who like, you know, just. In, in the same month, there was an issue where she and Magneto sort of reconcile, mm-hmm. uh, and now she's dead, and that's apparently, you know, that's one of the three mutant laws of Krakoa is don't kill humans, and Scarlet Witch is a human, wink, wink. Uh, so, if they think that, you know, Magneto killed a human, he's going to go on trial, hence the trial. And he has to get sucked down to live with Sabretooth. Yeah. In in it's in whatever that is, exile the pit, whatever you call that thing. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee. But yeah, like Bry sort of said, oh, I know how this is going to end, and I think I sort of said the same thing. She's just coming out of one of those pods, right? Yeah, this all this whole thing is just like Magneto's. Like it's a Krakoan version of a paternity test. He's like, no, you're my kid. You're a mutant. Done, done, done. We bought Fox. We're just undoing all of that right now. Yeah. And and if they do, I'm gonna good. prove it. Just stay still. Just stay yeah. still. Yeah. yeah. Well, it feels like I, I don't who want could do this that. Is, this is like strong... a trial thing. She's no. she's massively powerful. Like I do, I feel like who how you know what I mean? How? Well, how's, any, how's anyone going to get hands? it? Hands. Who has <laughs> the biggest hands? Yeah. That's the real trial. Beast. How could you? Because he was working towards some other goal that he didn't share with anyone. And that goal was to strangle people. <laughs> it's at a this, sex thing. At, at this point, it's what I expect uh, with what they've it's done to that It's a sex thing, and he had consent. <laughs> oh. Well, it's important. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's an ever-changing, uh, it's, it's an always-changing discussion. It's true. Speaking of always-changing discussions. She was hanging out with that guy from In Excess. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. One with the big hands? Yeah. In excessive hands. Oh my god. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on, please. Please. Let's go to the warm-up. Every time. Why does it happen every time? <laughs> Welcome to the warm-up. So, the Shang-Chi trailer came out, and we're going to talk about it. This is us talking about it. Yeah, the first one came out, and it was more kind of action-y. I think the second one is a little more revealing, has a lot more to it. Yeah, lore building. Yeah, um, and like showing that it's like the Mandarin is his dad and wanted him in the family, but he didn't want to be in the family, so he was trying to pull him back into it. It's like the Godfather, you try to get out, and they pull you back in! Yeah. That kind of thing. But there's a lot of uh, little cool reveals the biggest do you want to jump right to the end that that where there's a big ass dragon there's the big ass dragon which yeah oh there's be... also a big ass dragon man yeah he's yeah. a bit of a dragon man there, there is a <laughs> fing fang foom let's go back to my room yeah mm-hmm. that could be fing fang foom although apparently in released toys or leaked toy yeah. pictures it's actually the protector but who knows 
I mean, like there could be there dragon. could be more than one dragon. We yeah, could Fin Fang Foom could be like the uh, the post credits. Yeah, there were, there were oh, more yeah. dragons into into the dragon verse in the comics. Like Fin Fang Foom was actually like an alien. Uh, the MacLuin is what they were. Yeah, and those the rings were part of their power set thing. So, right. Like the Mandarin is wearing them as like uh, bangles from Arden. Um, <laughs> oh, he said it right. You didn't say Ardeans. Ardean? Do people say that? Oh, people say it all the time. It's oh, Arden. That's horrible. It's Arden. Yeah. Um, and there, there was talk that it, those bangles were actually like rings for the dragon. So it's like they don't fit people, but they'll fit on your wrist. So yeah, there is that dragon where it's like encounters him underwater, because mm-hmm. uh, it seems like um, his mother's character and Michelle Yeoh's character are both like elemental sort of fighters. Yeah, they're they're, like they're airbending. They're and better, water They're benders. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and then and Toph then of is there, there is, and she's doing her thing, and that's cool. Is, I wonder, yeah. is, anyway. is, the, is the drag is the Fin Fang Foom going to put someone in his pants? Because that's really what I'm here for. Yes, please. Yeah, you couldn't see if the dragon had pants in that one. So. That's true, unfortunately. Well, I guess it would be like swim, swimming trunks. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, Speedo. But there is the super cage fight, which yeah. looked, that, that was a total out of nowhere sort of thing. So there's... There, everyone's talking like where is this it looks like he flies into somewhere and it like could this be Madripoor as it's been set up Ooh, in, yeah. uh, in Winter Soldier uh, yeah. and, and Falcon series could you have the, the power broker coming in on this um, The and it of course in this cage match is the abomination versus a sorcerer somebody using that yes. round shield sorcerer thing yeah. There's been talk that that is Wong. Yeah. Whoa! So it could be it could, it could be, be anybody, but that is very very clearly the Abomination. Yeah. Very much. Like yeah. it looks like comic book Abomination. Like he's got like the yeah, they kind of he's got the fin ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's only been mentioned uh, once since the uh, the Hulk movie, and it was in Agents of Shield. Yeah. And it was just a reference, like somebody joked about, "I'll put you on duty to to go look after." The abomination in Alaska on yeah. his cryo sleep or something. I mean, so. it could be uh, it could be Chad from the Starjammers. Yeah, <laughs> they're basically the same guy. <laughs> they do look the same. Yeah, it's a good point. But then it's like it's a thing. Like okay, maybe he's gone to Madripoor and that's he's making money as like a cage fighter. Yeah, kind of thing. Because that like anything goes there. I mean, there there was a five year jump. Anything could have happened with that guy. And realistically, it's been ten years since since the the advance of that Hulk movie. Yeah, that incredible true. Hulk movie. Tim Roth has been confirmed to be in She-Hulk. Well, so it's pretty this exciting. Is like one thing could be leading into the other. That's pretty uh, exciting. Like Tim Roth and Mark Ruffalo are both confirmed for She-Hulk, so this could be a step. Uh, he could be part of the movie. This could be just a cameo, and then he's in an end credit scene, getting set up for She-Hulk or something. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, and the dude, I can't, I can't remember his name. The guy that played Wong. Um, Benedict Wong, Benedict I Wong. believe. Benedict Wong. Yeah, I was like, he's the easiest remember, to I remember. I know, I Wong. know, because he's because he's also a Wong and he's in a movie with a Benedict. It's <laughs> Benny true. and Benny, <laughs> Benny and the Benny. How could there two Benedicts? My God. Anyway, he was in like a like a Twitter or an Instagram post as being in that area. Like he was like with one of the other guys that's in the movie. 
like, hey, I'm in the area. And they were just like coming out of a restaurant and had a shot and got put on Instagram. So he's there. So it seems like that's probably Wong. I'm down for that. But who knows? Or is it white? Or is it white? I'll I'll be gone. White. (laughs) Good night, everybody. What the f***? So, this week we're talking about the only two Marvel shows that are on the air right now, which are both villain shows. Yes! Ooh. And I gotta say, I I was prepared to be disappointed. I don't want to say disappointed, but I wasn't... I was excited for MODOK, but... You had like, your reservations. It could be just one of, one of those, like, ah, it'll be fun, but I won't be that interested. And I'm totally loving it. It's way better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find Pat Oswalt can sometimes he's good, but then you I'm like okay, I think I've had enough Pat Oswalt. It could be a little much, but yeah. I think it it works well in this. Did either of you guys watch Moral Oral? No, no, no. Okay, it's spelled O R E L. It, it's a real name. Oh, that I watched something else. Then you watched Immoral. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't believe it's not. Uh, anyway, hi you. It it was what written or like mostly produced by by the guy who was Starburns on Community. Uh, oh. It was like a stop motion show that was like, uh, it was sort of like Davy and Goliath, but you know, yeah. underneath okay. underneath everything there were you know these troubling social problems and and there was like a, a real air of like sadness that sort of permeated the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to a certain degree, Modoc really reminds me of it. It might be the stop motion part of it, but like, you know, this this is a this is a mess of a man. Yeah. Yep. A, a mess of a doc. A mess of a mental organism. With a head like that, you really couldn't take it any other. The, I mean, there's an obvious Rick and Morty comparison to things too, a little bit, and and yeah. you know, is it the production people? It's it's very it is the robot chicken people, I assume, because like Seth yeah, Green has uh, a credit. Like in every episode, it, it's it, the the production company is Robot Buddy or not Robot Buddy, uh, uh stupid stupid buddy, <laughs> which is it, you, stupid and buddy maybe it used to be stupid monkey. Uh, oh, I see. Oh yeah, stupid monkey. I I recall. It's one of the things. It, it's definitely like it. It has a lot of influences and it has a lot of like you know clearly it's 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 pulling from energies from different things and creators even and stuff like that. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I do enjoy it actually quite a bit. It's a enjoyable show. It's you know, well, the cast is great. You know, there's just it's funny how I think I'm hoping that it'll sort of um, it, it's developing well. I think because especially right away it was sort of like oh okay, it's like Rick and Morty and Robot Chicken combined, yeah. and it, it, or like that kind of a vibe combined, like very much that was probably like it's Modoc, but it's also this, and that was like the elevator pitch. And th- these guys are doing it, or help. Or like this, this crew is like making the animation. It's like oh, okay, yeah, like the stop motion, whatever. And then that's cool. But I, I feel like it's sort of the last episode. Um, I think was might have been my favorite so far, actually, with uh, the Wonder Man. With the Wonder Man, thing? yeah, because yeah. I felt. I think I, you know what, I, I felt like the first few they were still fine. Like every show, they're always finding their feet, and you're you're getting it. I found once they introduced. A crapload of C-list characters. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna love this." Story. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, his, it was just his crew. Part part of it is just j- loving the idea that you're digging deep and yeah. not just having 
we have four characters to play with and this is all we can do. Yeah. Like right. to have the Melter and Madame Mask, to see Mr. Sinister there for like the 10 seconds yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Majestic it was cape. so good. Um, yeah, and you yeah. mentioned the Melter because uh, all I've wanted my entire life is for Eddie Pepitone to, uh, to join the Marvel Universe and finally it's happened. <laughs> There's a ton of voice work on the oh, internet. Yeah. Like I didn't realize and I didn't even know it. Until I was looking at like John Hamm is Iron yeah, Man, which is genius uh, actually. Arcade, yeah, Arcade just showed up, and playing Arcade is Alan Tudyk. Oh well, there nice. you go. Because who uh, else? Who else Bill, could play? Yeah, uh, Bill Hader is Angar the Screamer. Yeah, which is a phrase I never thought I would ever utter uh-huh. in my life. Love it. Um, and finally, Nathan Fillion is Wonder Man for. Technically, sort of the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he, he wasn't he, 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 he was he wasn't in it. Uh, I think he they uh, he there was at one point. I think stuff might have got cut from Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, but there was like posters yeah. saying like Simon Williams in like a movie posters like on scenes on Earth, and there was a shot of him dressed in like a weird, almost like TV's Hercules outfit, like. Like, oh wow! Like on the in the Milano or whatever the version, whatever the new version, the uh, Benatar of, of the ship was. Um, so he was on set and in a costume, um, you know. But then again, I mean, that's just James Gunn. It's just J- it's just James Gunn too, yeah, though, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's He's enough like, hints. Just show that, up on set for a yeah, day. Dress yeah, dress in like a yeah. weird, like you know, you know, barbarian outfit. We'll take a picture, post it on the internet. People will be like, "What's happening?" We'll post these posters, yeah. yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg yeah. played Pound Cakes. I know. And also, like, it's got to be said, like, she's been, you know, kind of a talk show host for, for like, a decade or yeah. more, however long it's been. She did quite good work uh, in this voice acting role on this Modoc Modoc comedy I show. Had no clue it was. She her. did. She was. Yeah, she feels, was really it feels like, like. That's the thing that we that we often forget. But like, Whoopi Goldberg is is a very Talented actress. She's an Academy Award winning actress. She's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Boys don't cry. Boys do cry. (laughs) Wait, I'm thinking boys on the side. Boys on the side. You know, she doesn't do a lot of like acting acting these days, but she uh, she brought it to a MODOK stop motion animated show. So I mean, like, Mm. you got to respect that. (laughs) She was like, oh, a show where you're bringing Mandrill and Tatterdemalion into it. Sure. Sign me up. And Paul Rudd as one random aim guy. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I it was didn't like, catch oh that. that 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 one named Paul really sounds like Paul Rudd. Oh, that's Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Posehn is in it too. No I way! Mean, that's not it, it's something with Patton Oswalt. <laughs> that's not surprising at all. He plays General Dagger. Though. Okay. I don't even know who that is. Hmm. Have we even seen him yet? I'm not even not sure. sure. Now is Scott Adsit in it? Oh, I hope. Is he there? Uh, should, you know what? I'm not sure, but he I, is in Moral Oral. I want I want him to just be the, the literally the same Shield agent from like that Deadpool run that Brian Posehn co-wrote actually, where he was just uh, he was just <laughs> yeah. Scott adds it as a yeah. Shield agent in that universe. <laughs> and frankly, this show feels like they might just let's do it. Let's just get completely right up our own continuity. And to go back to your. The fact that you really liked this last one with with yeah Wonder Man, I actually as I was kind of I was watching it and I I had to write down a line because I was like I never thought a Marvel show would have a line like this, but it's Modok to Wonder Man saying you're gonna 
kick my dick off in front of my son. <laughs> Just to have Modok <laughs> yell that at Wonder Man. I was like, this is why I like There you this. go. Yeah. Uh, and the thing, too, I think that one of the things that kind of... Um, I was a little concerned at first because they, there's a little, there's some things that it was kind of doing robot chickeny where, you know, you just have like the, you know, an animal or like a person gets like exploded or like blood and it's just like, oh, like they're just doing that as like a joke. And I'm like, which is fine. I mean, like I might be more sensitive to the animal stuff than most, but you know, whatever, like you can do that for effect, but it felt like they were doing that like every episode or like more than once an episode. And I just feel like robot chicken kind of went to that well a lot and it just, it's not, it's maybe funny if you do it, like, rarely to, like, really, like... If you just go to the well yeah. too much. It's, yeah. like, it, it's literally just, like, violent shock humor, and it's not shocking if you do it every episode. And I don't yeah. think they did it in this last one, which I found to be a promising sign. Because I feel like they like, they have yeah. fun doing that, but it's just like, and that's fine. I mean, I, I like that stuff, too. I love my share of Evil Dead. But, I mean... Mm. Eh, you know, with, yeah. I think the balance well, of the show is trying to hit. I feel like you can. I feel like it, it felt a little more like it's evolving a bit more in the last episode. I especially like like literally, you know, seeing that that the the, the put upon wife for you know strange wife character sort of being the villain of the episode. Basically, you know what I mean. Like manipulated as she is, but it's like oh, like you know, you're kind of getting more into like more interesting darknesses that like people might have that, you know, usually you might just do it in kind of a, you know, like Modoc is like out of control and stuff. It's like maybe everybody is in their own way. And there's something more interesting to say with this comedy. There's surface level and then dip, digging a little deeper with it. And again, if yeah. rep, episode, and if what, drop five, the shaky six? cam, yeah. I'd be, I'd be really cool with them dropping the shaky cam. It adds nothing. Yeah. Agreed. It's every scene. It's, this like is it is it a sitcom is it a workplace comedy it's a bit of both but like well, you just I'll don't be honest it. I never even noticed it I never I, noticed I it. can't not notice it this is actual yeah. stop motion though at least for the most part right that they're actually have these like models and figures and stuff that they're posing yeah so I feel like doing the shaky cam is that. I don't like again having getting that effect right if you're like literally having to like reset and repose all of these figures all the time. I feel like you have to like really meticulously probably do that too. Unless I would think I feel like it might it might be a digital effect that's added later. Could be oh, yeah, after, you're right. but you can't go too much or you'd have to see around yeah. right. the form. Yeah. Yeah. I don't if know they are like literally like adjusting the camera to do it, I mean you're right, it probably is a digital effect. I mean, I know yeah, so that might be the case, but if it, it feels like it's just adding more work that's really not necessary when they use it. But yeah. I haven't found it distracting, but I have noticed it. It's a really fun show. Yeah. Uh I really like the kids. Yeah. Yes. Like I wanna see Yeah. Lou fing kills me with all the stuff <laughs> coming out of his mouth. The whole magician thing is brilliant. I mean, oh, I mean I Ben just, Schwartz yeah. is great in everything. Yeah. He's yeah. he's basically yeah. he's never not great. He's kind of dewy yeah. again in a sense, but it's just that's good. That's good. Ben Schwartz yeah. is yeah. lovely. And uh, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine Nine is uh the daughter. Oh, that's who she yeah. is. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And she's also quite good. She's she's a Yeah. And they've used her well. Very like well. it's this, like kind of like like every one of these sort of shows. Like they, who's going to be the spotlight and kind of move around and and done well with her and, and just kind of evened it out enough. And and just I gotta say though, like having the the C and D list characters that just makes the show. For yeah, me to have. yeah. It, if you it, didn't, it flushes if you didn't the have world that, out. I wouldn't. 
Because yeah, otherwise I, it could I just be, like you know, standard, boring, you know, I'm a mad scientist, but I'm also this. But, yeah, there's not a whole lot to that. Yeah. And you've you've got a perfect background to have. To have the, the boyfriend come to the door and it's the mandrel and then he flashes his dick. <laughs> Co- well, I genius. mean, they don't they don't make robes for the mandrel. No, they don't. They don't. You can't contain. No, that. absolutely not. But why would you? No, it'd be why exactly. not okay to contain that. Um, yeah, I, I and I think the the thing about the last episode, I mean, it sort of hit me. I mean, it's an obvious thing, I guess, but I mean, like they make you weirdly, you know, it's a show about like a family that's breaking up, so you sort of kind of root for them, even though they're all like, you know, he's a bad person and blah blah blah. And, but then that episode, it sort of made you. It makes you legitimately root for him, and it shows him turning things around, and then at the end, it's just like... Well, that's it. Yeah. They get, like, you know, they... Spoilers, but they, you know, seem to get back together, and, and based on everything that happened in that episode, you're just like, oh, no, this is, like, probably terrible for both of them, and I mm. kind of can't wait to see how but that goes. it's good, that because goes. they're... He's a villain, but at the same time, he loves his wife, and she loves him, and isn't that uh, what all Modocs want? That's true, I, I assume. They're designed only for... Good, good bow, Merc. Good bow. I still don't have a bar mitzvah suit. I'm looking for the right fabric. Do you mind if I have a feel real quick? Not at all, son of Modoc. Ooh, stop fondling my brain trust. Okay, let's talk about Loki then. Let's please. We probably should have said this at the start. Obviously, there are spoilers to, to all of this. Um, right now, we're talking about Loki. Uh, we just finished watching episode four. Episode 5 comes out the day this is released, as we alluded to. So if you uh, want to listen so, to this first, you can. If not, like, we're yeah. going to, we're going to, oh boy, these rubes really didn't know what was going on, did they? Yeah, exactly. They didn't know that all the Lokis were actually holograms created by King Loki, who was actually a bat man mm-hmm. fan, as yes. we all are. Who who was also um, the kid from mm-hmm. a Christmas story in Spider Man yeah, Far going. From Home? In the he was Mysterio's uh, little lackey, and was also in the first Iron Man, who got yelled at by Jeff Bridges that uh, Tony Stark uh, built this in a cave with a box of scraps, and he mm-hmm. shaved his head to look balding, but he's not balding, so he's a big phony, and I hate him. All true. Oh, we talking about big phonies? Hate him. <laughs> Episode four had some pretty major points. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, obviously, you finally get to see the Time Lords uh, for the first. So, should time. we should we specifically talk about episode four? Or should we talk about the series as a whole? But like the character work done on Loki, that was really it was really specifically done in the first episode to to try to get him from. Uh, Basically, from the end of the first Avengers movie, peak villain into turning him, yeah, turning him into the character that we saw in Ragnarok. Yeah. And really, if you think about it, there's only one movie in between those, and that's Thor two. And true, that movie kind of sucked, and everyone forgot about it anyway. Yeah, I mean, like it, I, I think it wasn't I the think, worst. My opinion. But if you manage to make Malekith boring and also Christopher Eccleston boring, what are you doing? But then. Christopher Eccleston was also a whiny little prick, apparently, through the whole thing. So, mm. you know what? Did it to himself. I mean, yeah. Um, eh. He's, he's, but, he's like, an you, actor. You he's about... not actually the doctor, Bri. I'm sorry. But I love <laughs> him. Because I am. Yeah. yeah. 
He's I I did a pretty yeah. Anyway, continuing, continuing. You you mentioned you mentioned Ragnarok, and, and I think it's like it's the same story arc of the idea mm-hmm. of like the character coming in and then like redeeming themselves, becoming something, realizing about themselves, and becoming the next kind of <clears throat> level for themselves. Yeah, leveling yeah. up, and and so it's like the idea of uh, the arrogant mischief creator Loki. Uh, he's always looking out for himself, realizing that there is a bigger picture. He sees his own death mm-hmm. in the playback, and then his tape ends, and he's like, that's it for me? Like, no, that's not it for me. I will not, I'll, I'll yeah. not let that rewrite my ending. And that No, f*** you. Yeah. Sort of thing. Which yeah. I like. That's lovely. But then meeting, meeting the Lady Loki, Sylvie, whatever you want to call her, who... Really, who is she exactly? Who I'm knows? trying not um, to call her the Enchantress in my head, even though I know yeah. she's and the Enchantress. It's so complicated because in the comics, there actually literally was another Enchantress named Sylvie, who yeah. the Lo- who Loki Save created, yeah. who who you know was not. So like they're playing with comic continuity in very interesting ways, which just like makes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's just, it's just fun to watch. It just makes it that much more interesting. Like, it's a great show anyway, but, like, when you know those little tidbits, at, it just makes at it At their best, they but, pull from continuity in a way where it's, like, you sort of, you know where things are coming from, but you also have no idea what they're going to do with it. Like, it respects things, but also, you know, you it, and this show in general, like, every episode, I'm just like, oh, shit, okay, all right, okay, all right, let's go. Yeah, it's like, what what is going to happen next? We can't really predict it, and we're not going to try to, I don't think. We've been through uh, this already. Let's just not even play that yeah, game. Yeah, we did so poorly as a society. <laughs> well, but now we know that the Time Lords are just androids, automatons. Yeah. She takes the head off the one. It's it's fake. Yeah. So obviously it's a Wizard of Oz. Somebody's behind the curtain controlling everything. I think it was... The time it's Mephisto. Is it the Time Keepers? No, or the ti- Time Keepers. I wrote. I wrote down Time Lords. It's the time. But the, this time show Lord. has right. so much Doctor Who in its DNA that I mean, like, yeah, totally. whatever. Oh, yeah, good it, enough. it's extremely Doctor Who. And if, if you do, you ever yeah. want to see Tom Hiddleston in Doctor Who? Yeah, did that's fine. That's great. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's also a little bit Bill and Ted's mm-hmm. because when you bit. see those Time Keepers, the three of them sitting there. Yeah. And then look at the scene from Bill and Ted's when they yeah. see the time council or whatever. And then George Carlin like, comes down in a phone booth and he's like, I'm going to save you. But all, but first of all, uh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clarence you can Clemens see, You can say these. It's not TV. Sack. It's streaming. They're like, get out of here. It's like, I got you out. Hop on this. Hop on this train. But first we have to get little. And also this train has a face. <laughs> and the face is Loki. Yeah. If you see I'm Ringo Starr, punch him in the face. One of the biggest tidbits being, uh, what's her name? Raven Renslayer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, who's uh, Mobius's boss. Yes. She's a character from the comics. And friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're close. Who, like, who knows what's going on there? But I feel legitimate she fondness. Is a pretty direct nod to like, uh, Kang. We already know that Kang, the Conqueror, the Time Lord guy, Time Manipulator, uh, is coming in Ant Man Quantumania. 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 But is is this going to be the intro of him? Which it seems like it's leaning towards that because uh, Renslayer was uh, the love interest of Kang, mm-hmm. um, and even the fact that 
like when they do the flashback to being her, her being a hunter. Yeah. Um, she's Hunter A23. Avengers 23 was her first appearance Along as way. that. And, she, and that that story was her and Kang. Yeah. And I don't just all these things kind of coming together. And, it makes sense. Um, I um I yeah, and then her turn like, you know, in that in that last episode where she's just like you know, stuff progressed in a way where she just like it was just like you know it was somebody who seemed like you know was was emotional and was likable in a way and you felt that there was genuine affection and she just like time nazi like boom like it was just uh very well done Uh, yeah and the fact that they actually quote unquote killed off like the two main characters yeah yeah i but i mean immediately one of the two main characters it was shown not to be dead so yes but i i watched the show not knowing that there was a bonus scene at the ah. end. And I was like, I just ended going like, holy shit. My- okay. And I love, I love shows that do that. You're like, I didn't see it coming. I didn't yeah. know what was going to yeah. happen. And then I saw a blurb about, oh, okay. And so who knows when they're purged, like they obviously go, they're teleported and put into They a- go to a garbage timeline where it's all just them. <laughs> that or a pocket dimension. Yeah, who knows? I, I had a feeling like they had casting stuff, um, like casting announcements or like it leaked or something like that. Like Richard E. Grant, who is uh, uh, a, a, mm. a wonderful British actor, who the second the uh, second they announced that he was in it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be like, you know, he's going to be like evil classic comics Loki, like the god of evil. And the fact that, like, literally... And, like, so classic. Oh, like, so... Like, ill-fitting spandex. Of the three just, of them. Mwah. Uh, the so four good. of them. Don't forget about the crocodile. Oh, the crocodile. Oh, that's true, that's true. Croaky. I'm very... Uh, yeah. I, uh, I love... I love Kid Loki. The god of bites and snaps. I love Kid Loki. Did, was the other Loki, which I believe was called Boastful Loki, at least in the credit? I, Boastful I, was that, Loki. Oh, what was that? Boastful Loki. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're correct, yeah. So I don't, I don't recall if, I mean, Crocodile's not from the comics. However, if it is an entire universe where everybody is like an amphibian or a reptile, what is Thor? Let's do it. Yeah. They've referenced this before, but I want to see it. But uh, I don't know if Boastful Loki is like something from the comics or not, but uh, not that the, I'm familiar with. The, no, I don't, I don't think he himself is, but his outfit is a direct takeoff to one of the Lokis. Like just okay. the design wise of having kind of like the the fur lining thing. Yeah. Like and, and but then if you look at the hammer, at first I thought, oh my god, he's got a hammer. And then you look at it and it's a makeshift hammer. It's like a a wrench or something, or like a, <sighs> a monkey wrench that's put together with part of a rail line or something from a train. So it's not like a. I thought, oh, he's got Mjolnir, but it's like, no, it's not Mjolnir, it's whatever. No. So I it's me or whatever. He's got a hammer. Me, I've hammer. got this hammer. I made it myself. It's just as good. Yeah. Moving on. It's better. Yeah. It's definitely better. Uh, this and- is what I got you for Father's Day. It's got macaroni and glitter glue. Yeah. Um, and Sif but returns. But it comes with a free crocodile. Sif returns. Jamie Exal- yes! Alexander mm-hmm. returns. Which is really cool. Which, uh, she... Is apparently in um, Thor: Love and Thunder. 
has been confirmed to be in Which, that. that's that's good, because yeah. they need to do more with that character. Yeah, yeah I really uh, like her. Especially since they've they've killed the Warriors 3. Well, she, yeah. she was she was busy with the some the TV show she was on, which I don't remember what it's called, but she wasn't able to be... Uh, Blind Spot. Blind Spot, okay. Which, it, yeah. it turns out, I was talking to my friend Jay about this, actually, and uh, he had mentioned, he, like, he said, like, I guess it was kind of good for her that she um, yeah. was busy at the time because she might have just got a sword in her without saying a word and that would have been the end of her character. But instead, she gets to be in a show and a movie. <laughs> yeah, like it works out great for her because then she can continue. Mm-hmm. That little bit that they showed um, where he got caught stuck in that time loop and she shows up and she's like, you've cut my hair. Yeah. That's directly from Norse mythology. It is indeed. That that's, yeah. that's an actual part of the loki heritage in norse mythology he, he where cut he a little more of her, her hair, hair off in the myth but uh still yeah. it's, it's, well, it it's took a cute pretty touch. much all the hair off and yeah. then in order to make amends is supposed to make well he, he's gonna get like the the dwarves to make these this beautiful golden hair for her and yeah. in that it becomes a competition and that's when um mjolnir becomes created so there you go. Yeah. There you go. Norse mythology is weird. Anyway, it's here's what Catholics up. believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I, we we got to talk about that last scene. Yeah. Mm. If you notice, when he shows up and he opens his eyes, I didn't notice it until it was either Screen Crush or New Rock Stars. Go check out those on YouTube. They give out great stuff, uh, just breaking stuff down. Just analyze but, the hell out of every frame. Totally. Um, so you the, don't have to. So you can just watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Or listen to us talk about uh, what they did. Which is how you're supposed to, you know, <laughs> the, ingest entertainment. The Avengers theme is playing when he wakes up. What? So it's like a, Interesting. I, right. Whether it's a throwback to him when he got the shit kicked out of him and he looks up and all the Avengers are there and Hawkeye's with him. Oh. Yeah. And it's like the, the Avengers theme plays. So he wakes up and looks and the three or the four of them are like standing there like looking down on him. But you can see it's a destroyed New York in the background. Because it's Avengers Tower, but it's not Avengers Tower from the start of Avengers. Because somebody, one of the two of them, New Rockstars or Screen Crash, pointed out that Avengers Tower, it's the one post Age of Age of Ultron. Because there's an added additional landing pad or something on it. Mm. So in the first iteration of Avengers Tower, it looks different. And in Age of Ultron, which is 2015... That was added on, so you can see that hmm. in the background. So it was like, oh, okay. These people had possibly surmised that it was like, oh, the like Thanos had attacked in the first one. Iron Man grabs the missile and flies it into the rift, and it was like, oh, here's the the separate timeline where that didn't happen, and then New York gets gets destroyed. But it's not that because no. it happened after. I mean, I feel like there's any number of crises that could have I gone mean, wrong. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It could have been anything. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I do want to say, like... Y2K! <laughs> it's back! I'm just shouting things. Yeah. Uh, I, I did, I like, again, I'm, I'm really enjoying the stuff they did. Like, a standout scene for me was in the third episode, I think, when... The whole episode was just Loki and, and Sylvie, who was, like, the... The female variant yeah. of Loki. Well, if he, oh yeah, that that was the very Doctor Who episode. Very Doctor Everybody, Who. Everybody, a lot of people online shat on that episode. No, like it was they hated good. it, and they're like, "Oh, episode four redeemed it." I was like, "It's called character building. Everything doesn't have to. Yeah. You need like you. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, there, there was action and there was character building, and the two worked yeah, hand in hand. You need it was one a fine and episode. then the other, yeah. Think of it like a really long movie, though. I mean, like, you're in, like, the middle of the second mm-hmm. act. Like, you're in that area where, like, everything gets, like, hopeless. You know what I mean? And you're going to do a lot of character building in that period. And, I mean, like, it, it's perfectly in line with that. I don't understand what the issue with that was. I mean, I realize it was all kind of telling its own story there, but, I mean, I had a great fun with it, like Loki smashing the glass like Thor was a cute touch. Just Asgard is a weird place. Somebody's got to be constantly him, cleaning up glasses. Him singing that song. Yes. That Lovely. Yeah. And the whole time, too, I was thinking. Yeah, because he got shit-faced. It's just the Fast and but the he was Furious fine. fans getting upset. That's yes. Well, one thing, too, is like... They've got nine movies. They're fine. That whole... The whole scene of them, like, they running around... They never stole a train. They never stole a train, did they? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched them. I saw the first two. I know. I, I couldn't. I, I could not make it past two. the second one. I was like, "Nope, that's it. Not doing it. This is horrible." Well, I mean, we gotta we gotta watch post Tokyo Drift, which I think no, still don't. takes place after all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a few. But they're gonna have a Jurassic Park and a Men in Black, Men in Black, Loki, and Batman. It's gonna be like Loki and Lady Loki, Tokyo Drift. I like it. Yeah. Um I Lokio Drift. The Alien Lokio. City. Loki, the name's Loki. Lokio Drift. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh no, episode we have an episode title. Oh no. Um we uh so We both have to scrap our art. Yeah. Oh no. Actually, no, yours still works. It still works. A few things I want to talk about, just that the alien city where they're running around and everything is like raining hellfire and it's like, that was all like real for the most part, like not entirely real, but I feel like that was like a real set, at least for a lot of it. No, that was a TV show, Bri. Ah! That did not happen. I'm used to like it being a green screen and they're just like everything CGI. But it felt like it was I, like... I it, feel it, like there was a lot of digital in that. There was a lot of digital, yes, but they were going into places and they were like lit with like oh, these yeah. lights and stuff. And I feel like that... Oh, it, yeah. And the way they shot like a like a complete kind of often like a tracking kind of a shot, like following them around like chaotically. And it was like an actual physical location. And maybe it's just the low bar of how things are generally produced these days. But that really impressed me. It was like, oh, wow, there's yeah. like a really frenetic pace to this. And it felt very real. And it like, you know, it, it felt like a crazy sci-fi place. But like, it was a cool design for a set. Like for kind of like alien Blade Runner-y kind of a vibe where they're running around and yeah. such shit's yeah. going down. A lot of purple. A lot of purple. I enjoy some purple. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that episode in general. Selling like those characters. Like I was waiting, like you were said, like Loki kind of getting to the point he was in Ragnarok. Um, and he did, and I sort of, like, I was, kind of felt like, oh, I feel like he's even, like, developed even more than that, but not quite, yeah. but as of the last episode, for sure, because he, he's become very empathetic and very, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, honestly, he's he's uh, even more, uh, more developed and more grown than he was in Ragnarok at this point, so I'm very hopeful that this Loki will survive this show, and perhaps, uh... Uh, stick around. I think he will. I think it's going to be, I think, uh, Love and Thunder is going to show up. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping be... he, I'm, I'm hoping he shows up in, uh, if we're dealing with a potential multiverse, perhaps one of Madness. Uh, maybe there's a yes, mo- another movie that's... he could show up in. Um, and not to, apparently, I heard online that he was in some video saying that he was in character as Loki on his birthday, which was in February. But this show stopped shooting in December. But apparently Doctor Strange might have been shooting in February, so maybe maybe that'll happen. Maybe not, because like Marvel mm. is a machine that never stops, and I feel like if you if you're if you're under contract, 
you're you're in full costume in character even if they're not shooting anything <laughs> well with, with, with that in mind i think it might be time for this machine to stop for the week perhaps yes so we can go watch loki this show because it's on and thanks to our sponsor uh this show has been brought to you by three sweaty bald guys this Ooh. this show has been brought to you by craft beers everywhere <laughs> yeah that's true. Or it's Superstore. Go to Superstore. <laughs> oh, man. And watch Superstore. Eh, you don't have to. It's basically The Office. Who are we? Well, I'll go first. My name is Kyle Lees, and I'm, you know, some, some people say I'm a bit of a trickster. Uh, they're liars, though. Just trying to tie it in. Some people say I have a big head and little tiny arms, and they're right, but uh, they can go to hell. They can go to hell at thekylees.com or, you know, thekylees on instagram or facebook or whatnot i mean you can check out my stuff i make art per- personally i call him maurice <laughs> and on that cue i'm uh, i am brycotic you can check out my comic at welcome to hereafter.com that again is what i just said uh and you can also check out my instagram at brycotic which is b-r-y-k-o-t-y-k uh and also zeroissues.com baby because uh that's where we are. That's where you can find our show, yeah. which you're currently listening to. What am I doing? Moving on. Uh, I am Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Merck on Facebook, Merkanaut, like astronaut, on the Instagrams. Um, we are also, all three of us, and our friend uh, CJ Rackham, uh, Colin, on, uh, we're all at the Thunder Bay Country Market. If you are a local Thunder Bay person... Um, and for the month of July, we are offering 20% uh, of, of any purchase of a print of ours goes to the, uh, help me with the name. Indian uh, Residential School Survivors uh, yes. Society. Sorry. I could not recall the anacronym. I believe, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's going towards the survivors of residential schools in Canada, which... You know, as as has been in the news for a long. I mean, it, it's something that we've known about for a very long time, but has been uh, ignored and actively covered up. And uh, you know, there. You know, I'm, we're not going to get too into it here, but it's horrific. It is a, you know, foundational uh, crime of uh, this this yeah. this country and area. Um, and you know, there's a big push to actually sort of uh, to fully, you know, uh, uncover everything and. Uh, and and for accountability yeah. to be found and that's uh yeah. towards it, that goal it, it, it is it is something that that has hurt people for for generations continues to hurt people and will continue to hurt people exactly and it's something that frankly has has you know people don't want to to face honestly and uh it, that has exactly. to stop now so as for uh like we are very for white guys mm-hmm. colonial Canadians, um, we're, we're, but we're, yeah, we're we are, in order to be part of uh, the discussion and a part of the solution, we need to move forward and talk about things and be open and help. Well, I mean, and that, the thing is just the, the, you know, trying to, you know, not addressing it and not talking about it and, and not um, fully exploring it is, is why it's taken this long to uncover these, these horrific crimes, these genocidal Acts that have uh, been existing and been perpetuated for the entirety of the existence of Canada. So, um, 
you know, that yeah. we, you can't you can't let so, that happen anymore. So us just doing as little as we as we can do. Um, yeah, it's, it's just we're artists. We don't make a ton of money, but we're going to donate part of our proceeds towards that organization. And we hope that that. And, that, and that's a step on our part, and uh, sure. we hope that other people will follow suit and exactly. uh, learn things and move on. Um, also, a big thank you, as always, to uh, KP Merkley, K Preston, uh, Ken Preston Merkley for the music. Cal Merkley. Cal Merkley, yeah. <laughs> His name is just interchangeable. It can be anybody. Mm-hmm. He's like the chameleon. All Merkleys are the same. Yeah. Uh, he did all the music and interstitial stuff. You might know him as Ocean City Defender. Look him up under that. It's not the game, the musician. Fantastic music. Does a lot of like uh, composition scoring for video games and movies and things like that. Um, and that's all we've got to say. So thank you for joining us. Uh, join us next week when we talk about something else ridiculous. Yeah. And now, now you may go watch Loki. Yes. We give you permission. Peace be with you. Have a low-key day. Oh. Well, it's important. Well, you know, yeah.